Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hello, and a big welcome to Elemental. In this RNZ podcast, we're visiting all of the chemical elements alphabetically to mark the International Year of the Periodic Table. I'm Professor Alan Blackman, Chemistry Professor at the Auckland University of Technology. And I'm Alison Balance, and this is episode 16 of Elemental, and we are talking with our mouths full. By which I mean not full of my lunch, but mouths full of today's <laughs> element, calcium. That's right. Calcium is a story about strength and beauty. And I'm sure that everyone would agree that our calcium-rich teeth fit both of those criteria. I think they do. (laughs) So let's begin with vital statistics, as we always do. Calcium, chemical symbol CA, element number 20. That puts it in group two of the periodic table. Sort of up near the top, sort of mm, topish middle, let's say. And it gets its name from the Latin calx which is the name for lime, and uh, obviously lime does contain calcium. And it was first isolated in 1808. A very famous chemist by the name of Humphrey Davy was the guy that got that. He not only got calcium, but he got a whole heap of other metals as well. So how common is it? It's very common. It's the fifth most abundant element on the Earth's crust, and indeed the third most abundant metal after iron and aluminium. And, surprisingly, it's also very abundant on the moon. Now, you know what's funny is I don't think of calcium as a metal. I mean, we've already talked about teeth, and to me it has all those chalky limestone and teeth and bone connotations. And I Mm -hmm. don't think of myself as having a natural set of metal dentures in my mouth. Indeed. All of those compounds that you mention about teeth and limestone and everything, they contain calcium ions but calcium in its elemental form is indeed a metal. It's, in fact, the most abundant metal in human bodies and the fifth most abundant element in human bodies, and we've got around about 1.2 kilos of it in an average human. That's quite a bit. It's mostly in bones. Obviously, bones being purely structural, but it's got very, very many more roles in the body, so it's got some important functions in our cells, regulating the contraction of muscles, it's important in nerve conduction, and it's very important in the clotting of blood. And so therefore, we need calcium. It's important that you get enough, and you generally get calcium from your food. So it does sort of go through the bones, it cycles through the bones, we do excrete it. And so obviously, we don't want to excrete more than we get. If that happens, we get osteoporosis, and that's not good. On the other hand, if you get too much calcium, then that gives you problems such as kidney stones, and apparently they're horribly painful things. Never had one, don't want to have one. (laughs) But we're not the only things that use calcium in our skeleton. I'm a diver, and I'm thinking of coral reefs. So going with our theme of strong and beautiful, they're very strong, they're also pretty, and they're made from calcium, aren't they? They are indeed not elemental calcium, but a compound of calcium called calcium carbonate, specifically 
aragonite. There's more than one form of calcium carbonate. So corals are beautiful, but if we don't watch out uh, in the future, they may not be around for too much longer. And the reason for that is the acidification of the ocean. And what happens there, obviously, we're getting lots of CO2. That gets into the ocean. It lowers the pH. And as soon as we start lowering the pH, we're getting a little bit more and a little bit more acidic. Now, calcium carbonate, which is the skeleton of coral, like all carbonates, if you put that in an acidic solution, it will dissolve. Ocean acidification, I've heard it called global warming's evil twin. And (laughs) I talked with a marine chemist once, and she said that in the future, instead of coral reefs, we'll have a jelly soup. The polyps might survive, but they won't have a skeleton. Yeah, and that really wouldn't be good. Coral reefs are one of the world's great natural structures. And I guess in addition to natural structures, we have also got structures made by humanity. And calcium is also very important in that because uh, it's a vital ingredient in concrete. So Portland cement, for example, is around about two-thirds calcium oxide. I see a great irony here, just the segue from coral to concrete. Calcium is implicated in creating and destroying great structures then. So on the one hand, concrete is part of one of the major sources of greenhouse gas production. I think cement making is responsible for something like 5% of the world's carbon dioxide emissions, one of the two largest sources. And then that CO2 is then eating away at the integrity of coral reefs. Indeed. Part of what happens, I guess, in the concrete-making process is that we take calcium carbonate and we thermally decompose it, which means basically we just heat it up. And what happens there is you form calcium oxide or lime and you also form carbon dioxide. So the difference between calcium carbonate and calcium oxide is CO2, carbon dioxide. That's what comes out of that particular process and goes straight into the air. You're not only going to find calcium in the concrete in your houses, you'll also find it in wall linings, so the plasterboards that you've got on your walls. That's made from gypsum. We get that from Australia, and that's a material with the chemical name calcium sulfate dihydrate, which also just happens to be a useful fertiliser and soil conditioner. And so sometimes you can add that instead of lime, or you can sometimes use it with lime, in fact. That's interesting. Now, thinking of calcium in my house, so not just concrete and plasterboard, isn't calcium scale a problem in some areas? You know, that stuff that furs up your kettle, for instance. (laughs) Also stops your soap lathering, your shampoo lathering. And the common factor there is a thing called hard water. And hard water contains high concentration of calcium ions. And basically what happens is that calcium ions interact with soap They undergo a chemical reaction, and that sort of precipitates out the soap rather than getting a nice sort of soapy lather. Hard water generally occurs in areas that are rich in limestone, and you get the groundwater flowing over limestone. It slowly dissolves it. You get calcium ions in your groundwater then, and so you have to generally treat your water if you do live in those sorts of areas. But water flowing over limestone, and I'm thinking this gives us some actually really nice things, and I'm thinking caves. Oh, yes, very much so. (laughs) Again, over very, very, very long periods of time, you go drip, drip, drip. So you go down underground, you see those stalactites, you see the stalagmites. Your water is saturated with carbon dioxide. You've got some calcium in there as well, and that just leads to the production of these wonderful structures. Also, I guess limestone is used in building itself. So we have the famous Omaru stone, my good old alma mater, Otago Boys High School, 
the old building there was made of Omaru stone. You've got things like marble. So marble is very, very highly prized. So you go into your kitchen, your marble bench top, that is calcite. And that is another form, in fact, of calcium carbonate. You've got calcite and aragonite. And uh, also a compound called dolomite as well. A myriad of uses, let's say, for calcium compounds. Crikey, it's everywhere. So this episode (laughs) on calcium has really put a spotlight on calcium. Oh, and funny you should mention that. And we're going to talk about the term limelight, somebody being in the limelight. So it actually comes from the old, old, old theatre in the days before electric lighting. And they needed, obviously, some pretty good lights in the old theatres. So what they did was to take some calcium oxide, which is lime... And they would heat it up in a flame made of oxygen and hydrogen. And you heat it up past a certain temperature and then all of a sudden it starts to emit this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant white light. And that is where the term lime light comes from because you're heating up lime. Well, on that theatrical (laughs) note, (laughs) it's time to bring the curtain down on calcium. An element that really is strong and beautiful and altogether deserves its place as one of life's building blocks. (laughs) So, with that, you've been listening to Elemental, a podcast from RNZ about the periodic table. If you fancy an encore to this episode or any (laughs) other Elemental episodes, then head to our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash chemistry. Or subscribe to the podcast at your favourite podcast provider. We will be back soon with an Elemental episode about another vital building block for life, carbon. But until then, it's time to bow and leave the chemistry stage. (laughs) I'm Professor Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And I'm Alison Balance. Thank you very much for your tolerance of our theatrical puns, and thanks for your company. (laughs) Mate wa. It is very common, actually. It's the fifth most... Fifth most abundant... (laughs) Try that one again. (laughs) I shall. It's very common, actually. It's about the fifth most... No, it's not about. It's very common, actually. It's the fifth most abundant... (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) You got the blooper tape going? I'm recording everything. You do not know what will come back to haunt you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.